your voice could tell someone else's story, what truths would come to light? You're listening to Myths and Morals, a podcast focused on retelling of ancient stories, complete with their fascinating characters, intricate plots, and dramatic scenes that span the entire spectrum of the human experience. You'll hear tales of love, loyalty, betrayal, revenge, and more from epics that have endured thousands of years. My name is Girish, and I'll be your host. When the evil, shape-shifting demon king Mahishasura terrorized heaven and earth, there was no one, not even the gods, who had the power to stop him. He was smart, so no one could trick him, and he was strong, so no one could defeat him. Left with no choice, the gods had to make a bold and unprecedented decision to combat him and his ruthless army. In this episode, we talk about Durga, the goddess of war, and her epic clash with one of the most terrifying villains in Indian mythology. There was a sage named Sindhudvipu who lived in a beautiful ashram, a hermitage on a mountain. Every day he offered his prayers, performed his rituals, and led a simple and peaceful life minding his own business. One day, Mahishmati, the daughter of a demon king, was taking a stroll on the mountain with her friends and came across his ashram. Charmed by its beauty, she wanted it for herself. But she noticed the sage living there and quickly realized that as long as he was there, there's no way she could own that place. So she came up with a plan to scare the sage away. Using their demonic magic powers, she and her friends would take the form of water buffaloes and charge at him so that he would get scared and run for his life, never to return. It seemed like a fun prank and a quick and easy way to get what she wanted. Unfortunately for Mahishmati, she didn't take into consideration how powerful sage Sindhudvipu was. You see, over several years of penance, he had gained psychic powers to see through deceit and disguise. So as soon as he saw the herd of buffaloes running towards him, he was able to identify who they truly were. Using his powers, he stopped them in their tracks and cursed them to spend the rest of their lives in their current form, as buffaloes. Mahishmati and her friends begged the sage for mercy, but it was too late. Curses could not be taken back. But after he had calmed down, the sage took pity on them and decided to give them a way out of this curse. He told them that as soon as their leader, Mahishmati, gave birth to a son, they would all be released from their curse and go back to their normal lives. Years go by, Mahishmati gets pregnant and gives birth to a baby boy, following which the curse is lifted of her and her friends. She names her son Mahishasura, and the boy grows up to be intelligent and powerful. And being born to a demoness, he also pursues his goal of defeating the devas or the demigods, who are the enemies of the asuras or the demons for generations. He became notorious for his ability to shapeshift into different forms. But Mahishasura wanted immortality. Without that, he would never be able to defeat Indra, the king of heaven. So he decided to pray to Lord Brahma for several years as a penance until one day, Brahma appeared in front of him. Mahishasura asked if he could live forever, to which Brahma replied, Everything that is born must die. That's the way of life. 
Now he paused for a moment and thought of different ways he could trick Brahma into making him immortal. He realized that he had never come across a woman that he saw as a threat. So he thought he was being clever when he asked Brahma that his death be at the hands of a woman. Brahma smiled and granted him his wish and vanished. Armed with this new power, Mahishasura led his army of Asuras and waged a war against the Devas or the demigods in heaven. This war went on for a hundred years before the Asuras defeated the demigods and chased them out of heaven. And with this victory, Mahishasura became the king of all the three worlds, heaven, earth and the underworld. The homeless Devas led by Brahma went to Lord Vishnu and Lord Shiva seeking refuge and begged them for help. Vishnu and Shiva had decided enough was enough. They were ready to go kill the demon but remembered that Mahishasura's boon from Brahma protected him from being killed by any male, god or not. So the gods came up with a novel idea. What they were about to do had never been done before. But desperate times call for desperate measures. So the holy trinity of gods, Brahma the creator, Vishnu the preserver and Shiva the destroyer took a deep breath and focused so intensely that suddenly a blindingly bright beam of light radiated from their bodies, all converging into one pillar of glowing hot energy. Soon after, they were joined by the other demigods who also added their own ray of light into this blaze shining in front of them. Suddenly, out of this dazzling fire, emerged a woman in her purest form. This was Durga Devi, the goddess who was created by the gods for the sole purpose of killing Mahishasura. Her face was formed by Shiva's light. Her hair came from Yama's radiance. Vishnu's light became her arms. Indra's light built her waist, and the light from Varuna, the god of water, crafted her legs. And just like that, her eyes, nose, teeth, fingers, toes, etc. were all made from the energy of each god that was present. She was then presented with jewels, gems, necklaces, ornaments and even a magic cup that never ran out of wine. The gods then began to arm her with all the weapons she would need to battle an army of demons. Shiva presented her with a clone of his trident. Vishnu did the same with his sharp-edged discus. Varuna equipped her with a bow and two quivers filled with arrows. Agni, the god of fire, gave her a spear. Vishwakarma gave her a powerful axe and an impenetrable armor. And Himalaya, the lord of the mountains, presented her with a lion to ride. Every god there gave Durga a special weapon to prepare her for an epic battle. Armed and ready to go, Durga filled the entire sky with a terrifying roar of a laughter that shook all three worlds and churned the oceans. The Asuras were caught by surprise, but quickly readied their army and held their weapons high as they rode towards the source of the sound. As they got closer to her location, they saw Durga standing tall in a war pose, towering over everything around her, her crown almost touching the sky and her 18 arms, most of them holding weapons, riding a ferocious lion, her face red with rage, the Asuras were terrified. But Durga was in no mood to forgive, and a fierce battle ensued.
The demon army was well prepared. They had tens of thousands of Asuras, experienced generals, unearthly weapons, horses, elephants, etc. And they struck her from every direction. But she used her weapons and effortlessly thwarted their first round of attack. But no matter how many demons she killed, there seemed to be more and more coming at her. She took a deep breath and sighed, and out of the energy generated by her hard breath, hundreds of thousands of soldiers emerged that ran toward the Asuras to battle them. Durga then turned her attention toward the commanders of the Asura army. It was a bloodbath. She was in such uncontrollable fury that she chopped off arms, legs, and even heads of anyone that got in her way. She had to get past all these skilled commanders and soldiers before she could get her hands on Mahishasura, who by the way was shocked at how quickly things got out of hand for his soldiers. While she was destroying his army, he was destroying hers. He took the form of a fearsome buffalo and destroyed her soldiers with his hoofs and horns and even bit off their heads. Dead bodies were piling up on both sides in one of the bloodiest battles ever. Finally, there were only two left on the battlefield, Durga Devi and Mahishasura. In a demonstration of his strength, he tore up the earth and used his horns to smash the surrounding mountains to pieces and lash his tail around in the ocean causing it to rise up and flood the lands. He was literally burning with anger as he charged at her. She threw her noose at him and quickly tied him up, but to her surprise, he morphed into a lion and escaped. She immediately cut off his head only to see him shapeshift into a human being holding a sword. Durga then pierced him with arrows, but he again tricked her by changing into an elephant. He used his big trunk to lift her lion up in the air, but Durga quickly cut off his trunk. Mahishasura then transformed into his original self as he took the form of a terrifying buffalo. Durga started to wonder if he was mocking her and it made her furious. She realized that she cannot defeat him unless she pins him down in his true form. So she paused for a moment and started chugging wine from her cup. Mahishasura decided that this was a perfect opportunity to take her down. He charged at her as fast as he could to avoid giving her the time to react. But as soon as he got within striking distance, she jumped high up in the air and kicked him so hard that he stumbled and fell. As soon as his body hit the ground, she pinned him with her right foot on his chest. He tried to wiggle his way out, but she had nailed him. He couldn't move and thus could no longer change into some other form. He was truly trapped. Durga's bloodshot eyes were filled with anger and she laughed thunderously as she beheaded him and put an end to one of the darkest eras of evil. Durga has since then also been known as Mahishasura Mardini, meaning killer of Mahishasura. In the fall of every year, Hindus celebrate Navratri, a festival that spans nine nights and ten days. The final day of the festival is celebrated as Vijaya Dashmi. Vijaya means victory and Dashmi means tenth day. It marks Durga's slaying of Mahishasura, symbolizing the victory of good over evil. One can see a metaphor in Durga's unsuccessful attempts to kill Mahishasura at first. He kept taking different forms, lion, elephant, etc. to escape her attack and kept coming back. 
only when she pinned his true and original self to the ground was she able to defeat him. Too often in our lives, we find ourselves fighting the wrong battle, attempting to solve what we perceive to be the real problem. We think we know our enemy, we believe we can defeat it. But as we get closer to victory, we notice that a new issue has appeared. So now we focus on fighting this new problem. And when we are done with it, another one appears that once again seems to be related yet unique. And this keeps going on and on. Unless we take the time to focus on figuring out the true root cause of our problems hiding in the darkness, we'll always be wasting time and effort fighting the wrong battle. So shine a light on the darkness. Be prepared to face whatever comes crawling out of the shadows. You may not like what you see, but when you confront it, when you deal with it and defeat it, you will find peace. Happy Navratri. Well, that's it for today, folks. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to help us out, tell your friends about the show. Also, visit mythsandmorals.com for more content. And if you want to follow us on social media, we are at Mythsandmorals. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode.